Laura Babcock from Power Group Communications and The O Show is here. It's good to have you. Good morning. Thanks, John. Good morning. So I try not to exaggerate because I don't need to put the fear of God in parents that there is going to be a strike, but it looks like there is a you know, possible strike posture amongst teachers in the province. What's your read on that? Well, there are two things that every parent dreads coming out of the August long weekend, and that is back to school shopping costs and threats of a labor strike. We have been through this. It feels like nonstop, John. And, you know, after the disruption caused to our children, I had a daughter who had to stay home for a year at one of those pivotal ages during COVID. It has been so tough to get the kids back and and feeling those kind of social connections and getting back into sports and everything else. So the last thing any of us want is to see that disrupted. Also, we are aware of what our our teachers go through in the schools. You know, COVID was rough on them. Class sizes remain too large. There's a lot of disruption in our schools, especially I find in the younger grades. We need more help with our education in Ontario. I have no issue actually with some of the curriculum changes that the province has been talking about, returning to some fundamentals around math and and even cursive writing has some benefits for children's minds. I don't mind any of that. What I do mind though is this this posture that uh, seems to always be aggressive and even the ads that are coming out i listened to the they've already got ads running against the teachers you know talking about how much money they make and trying to of course set the public's view of teachers Uh, but i listened to the education minister last night on with jim and you know he's making it let's all focus on the children let's all focus on the children well parents you know we think beyond just single ideas it's for us it's not just about the children being able to get through school it's about the environment the schools are in it's about the relationships they have with their teachers it's about wanting to make sure the teachers who are part of their lives have a fair shake and i have to be honest as a, as a parent i don't look at my children's welfare in a vacuum this government is going through other tremendous pressures at least in the gta with the green belt scandal john and when they talk about everything being about the children my mind flips to well well then why are you carving up the green belt <laughs> you know so i think they have a trust issue around this issue and other ones as a government right now and uh, the teachers are just saber rattling at this point i don't think we'll see a strike but it's worth it to note that the province shouldn't underestimate that the parents are going to just say okay province do whatever we just want our kids in school i think we look at it through a bigger lens than that it is interesting the uh, the aspect that you're pointing out that you know some of the clips we've played some of the uh, people who have been on air with us uh, are very strident you know they might as well break into the international and it's all about uh, you know a possible strike and labor and blah 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 but for the most part of this teachers convention going on right now they're just talking about teaching yeah they want to be able to have you know apply their professional expertise (laughs) and uh, be treated with respect and and this is what i'm talking about you know some of these things are oh yeah every government's had a challenge with these big teachers unions but also these teachers have a challenging job and this government as we've seen with the education and the healthcare sectors and other sectors play tough Uh, and some people might love that want to see costs be contained but for uh, people who might have have intersecting interests like uh, you know I have a sister who's a nurse for instance and I have kids who are in the education system and I care about the environment and etc uh, it can be exhausting when you see yeah. a government always in this position right and so it, it makes you start to feel for anyone who's got to face this government so we're going to be talking with a tourism official today we were crunching the numbers after we saw that Montreal has now matched its tourism rate from 2019 we crunched the numbers it's not bad but Toronto is still lagging at this point in the calendar 
I always love to check as a marketing person, I always like to do a quick, quick marketing assessment, right? How are they being marketed? So if I'm somebody who's thinking, oh, maybe we should go to Canada this year, uh, I'll do a quick Google search. I'll just look up, is it safe to go there? Um, what's going on there? And so I did that this morning with Toronto and Montreal. And I think people at Tourism Toronto have got to get to work on how they position the city on a quick check like that. As soon as I looked at Montreal, I saw this page talking about how it's a events are the cornerstone of Montreal culture. And it was incredibly inviting. And I, I got to Toronto and it was like the city hall website with like calendar dates look like something from a thousand, a thousand years ago, right? It was so bland and didn't have bland and didn't have any real appeal to it. So I, if you're going to attract tourists, if there are people like me who just planned a European tour this summer, you know, I'm going to be looking for impressions. And also I, I looked up which city is safe, right? I looked up is Montreal safe? Yeah, it's very, very safe. Looked up is Toronto safe? Well, it's not dangerous. You know? So when you're positioning uh, your community for events, not only do you have to, or for tourists, not only do you have to have the reasons to go and visit, but you also have to manage the brand and the first brand impressions. And let's also add to this, John, all of the discussion around the lack of safety and the TTC. Uh, those stories will get to tourists who decide to take that next level dive. And if you're like my family, you know, we took carry-ons and took transit, public transit all through Europe. It would be a cause for me to pause if I thought that I couldn't safely get my family around on public transit while I'm visiting a city. Um, I'm wondering if you're sympathetic. This mother, her daughter's at a way camp and she's a huge Taylor Swift fan and the mother couldn't get tickets through the usual means. So she made a deal with somebody online who turned out to be a scamster and she lost $1,600. Or $1, Oh, this one's tough. I, my first thought, John, was I hope she didn't tell her daughter she had the tickets, mm. right? I was glad to hear that her daughter didn't know what the progress had been because that would be devastating. Listen, our daughter's a Swifty. My husband signed up like 31 million other people uh, to possibly register for tickets. And then we saw the ticket prices and talked to our daughter and it wasn't worth it. You know, it's just too expensive. Uh, so this poor mom tried to do it, made that leap. And when I read through the details of the scam, they were good. You know, they had a, a history of this account of this person being a Swift fan. They, of course, made it the most non-threatening kind of avatar you can imagine. They had a response back that seemed empathetic. Uh, you know, by the time the mom realized she was being scammed, it was too late. So, you know, you look up, as I did, what does Ticketmaster and other people say to do to avoid these scams? And they say, go to a trusted location. Well, yeah, that's fine. But if you're waiting and waiting to get a ticket on Ticketmaster and you've got a kid who's desperate to see this act, which I'm told is spectacular from people people have been there, like it's something else. Uh, you want to do everything that you can. And so you're going to eventually fall into some of these other options. And so they say, you know, make sure it's trusted, do this, do that, do the other thing. But it's not easy. It's not easy when you're emotional. And in fact, big events, you know, maybe even the Swift concert itself will bring a lot of scammers around outside, a lot of people picking pockets, a lot, you know, whenever you get big crowds of people in a high demand, there are going to be people who are going to try to exploit that and exploit the emotion in it. So I feel bad for this mom. But yeah, everyone be warned. It's also very impressive, though, I think, how hard parents work to, to make their kids happy. It is, you know, and we can't make them happy on everything, right? And, you know, unless you've got all the money and all the time in the world, it's tough to keep up with what your kids are into. But when kids are into stuff, they're really into it. And so you have to kind of pick your battles and decide what it's going to be. What I try to do with my kids is I try to set expectation. I try to let them know, you know, coming up this summer, what would be the one or two big things you'd like us to try to do over and above our usual schedule? So I try to start early negotiations, John, so that expectations are set. And I also talk to my 
kids, and I hope more parents do this, and, and I hope that the education system doesn't, do some financial literacy with them. I talk to them about inflation. I let them know what it looks like to balance the budget. You know, I want them to be on their own and to understand that you can't have everything you want all the time, especially with surge pricing. Thanks for this. Good to have you, Laura. My pleasure, John. That's the Morning Brief with Laura Babcock.